Hi, this is Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull, and you're listening to Stuart Pink on Phoenix FM. I'm delighted to say that zooming onto the show is prog rock voter Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull. Hello, sir. How are you? Oh, uh, not too bad. And I'm uh, probably the um, well, same as I was yesterday. And uh, in fact, the day before that, come to think of it. And at my age, continuity is everything. So I'm perfectly happy to wake up in the morning and, um, and face that uh, sad old face in the mirror. Continuity is, is, is what we like to hear. I've had the honour of chatting to you before, Ian, uh, when you came onto the show back in 2019 uh, for a chat about the, the rich history of, of Jeffro Tull and Touring. Uh, today's very exciting. We finally get to talk about the new music you were teasing us back then. Yeah, well, it's um, been a long time since there was a Jethro Tull record released as the simply Jethro Tull, but... Um, in January of 2017, I decided I should put that right and start working on a new album with those band members who'd already played with me for many years and done hundreds of concerts as members of Jethro Tull, but never actually appeared on a, an album called Simply Jethro Tull, although they'd been on several other record releases um, released under my, my own name. So uh, that's that's how it began, but with the... Uh, pressure of touring and the pandemic and so on. I only got around to finishing the album in the um, around March of last year and delivered to a record company in June, along with all the artwork and the audio masters. And um, then had to wait until now because of the huge waiting time, the enormous queue to get vinyl pressed. Uh, <laughs> but there are very few vinyl pressing plants left in the world and everybody wants to release their new album on vinyl, young and old bands alike. They, um, you know, vinyl is an important and, you know, at least a profitable part of the, um, the mix for record companies who are obviously struggling in the digital age to find revenue that um, offers a profit that um, they can live with in terms of many of their expenses still being the same as they used to be in the glory days of, of, um, of physical product only. I guess it's still nice to, to unwrap a vinyl and get the, the fuller music experience on in that way as well. So they tell me. I don't have a record player, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you're telling me you're, 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 you're a digital man. Well, uh, frankly, since, I mean, it was 19, 1998, I think, was the big swing. You know, that was the kind of year of the MP3. And fascinating as it was, the idea of being able to compress audio um, to a, a manageable file size, given the speed of the internet and the speed of computers back then, it was, it was um, you know, maybe not the greatest quality, but these days, of course, you can choose to have a, an MP3 file size where the compression is much less and the audio quality is, I mean, really very, very good. And I tend to have listened to music um, as digital uh, versions, whether I've downloaded it or whether it's my own work and I you know, actually have digital files of my own. I, I'm, I, it's just what I've got used to in the last 20 odd years. And um, it's, it's, um, you know, it's it's just the way I prefer. I, I read books digitally as well. I, I hate to have one of these cumbersome things in my hand and <laughs> turn over the pages and and have it taking up precious room and weight in my hand luggage. If I, you know, on tour, <laughs> I thank goodness for um, Kindle and all who like me sail in her. Yeah, you can move around without carrying your whole garage or your bookshelf with you. <laughs> mm. 
So let's have a chat about the album. It's it's great to finally have new music out from you. It's fair to say it's been a little while uh, since we, we last heard new music from Jeff Rotol. Um, tell us a bit about the the main concept of the album and where writing it kind of started. Uh, well, I began uh, in January of 2017 with the notion of writing a collection of songs, each one based on a different, strong human emotion. Um, and so I wrote a list of words describing those emotions, words, bad things like anger, jealousy, greed, vengeance, and nice stuff like love, compassion, companionship, loyalty. And um, I looked at my list of 12 or 15 words and and I thought, well, I remember these words crop up an awful lot in the Bible. And on, in a fanciful moment, decided to do an internet search of biblical text, examples of those words. And of course, there were hundreds, thousands. But I just picked a few, at, more or less at random, that, that seemed to be um, things that I could easily reference in terms of what I had originally intended writing those songs about. So they served as a point of comparison and using analogy, simile, metaphor, the, the tools of the writer's trade, um, you know, I could, I could, I could have them serve simply as reference points, or indeed be more of a focal part of the song. Like in the case of the song "Mine Is the Mountain," which stays pretty, you know, really rooted essentially in the in the biblical story and historic, notionally historical period of of that um, event of Moses going up the mountain. So. It's, um, you know, some of the songs perhaps don't have an obvious big connection on the face of it to any biblical text, but the biblical text was not the, the, the you know, the, it was an important part of the mix, but I wasn't setting out to illustrate the Bible in terms of uh, some grandiose concept album. I just wanted to write a bunch of songs and drag them together by the scruff of the neck to make up <laughs> another uh, concept album. It does, sort of, as you say, take a lot of the religion and give it almost a, a sort of modern kind of kind of context to it. And uh, that med track you mentioned, um, there's a track uh, lyric in there about I am the father, the power, the glory. But for now, for God's sake, leave me alone. <laughs> there's a, a real kind of uh, well, cheekiness in the way you, you, you're referencing the, the religious elements of it. Well, the, the, the point being that the interventionist God that... Um is um, since really almost the the advent of even the polytheistic re re religions, the pagan religions that, have, um, that were long before uh, precursors of Christianity, the idea of an interventionist god or gods um, goes with the territory. You know, you you they are there because you're a probably afraid of them. B, you think maybe they can give you something whether it's uh, more abstract solace and uh, comfort or whether it's tangible, you know, I, reveal to me, Lord, what the, uh, what the winner of uh, next year's Aintree Grand National will be. Um, but, you know, God is uh, cast uh, by Homo sapiens in the image of, of, of man. And, um, of course, the Bible says the other way around. Bible says that uh, we are created in the image of God, which is very convenient because um, then it means the assumption is, yes, yeah, so, well, he must look like us. So we can paint him all over the Sistine Chapel ceiling. And he seems a benign old fellow with long hair and a wrinkly skin. But, you know, someone who's not too threatening and um, and um, and we literally can look up to him. Uh, I was actually at, at the Vatican just before Christmas doing a concert and and. Um, 
uh, the 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 uh, Christmas annual TV concert at the Vatican, and and I was uh, invited to to go on a special private tour of um, wow. St Peter's, and um, and I'd, I'd actually been, you know, just a few years before. And I, I just asked the question. I said, "Well, um, I, I have been before. It's really kind of you to offer this private tour." And uh, but um, uh, has there been a, you know any redecoration work recently? Any repainting <laughs> of ceilings or anything? Otherwise, you know, been there, done that. And they nervously laughed and said, "No, it was just as it was last time I was there." So <laughs> I decided to go and have lunch instead. <laughs> Bit of what I was inside the decorators in. I love it. So with the pandemic, uh, obviously studio time was a bit difficult. Getting the whole band together was was difficult. I, I read that you, you recorded a large portion of the tracks and some of the music and stuff at home. Um, how did that affect the, the instrumentation? Presumably gave you a chance to be a bit more intimate with your recordings. Yeah, well, the last five songs were, um, you know, written back in 2017, but we didn't, uh, they weren't amongst the those that we recorded in the first and only recording sessions. So, um, you know, I decided, given the state of things last last year, that um, waiting for it to die down again and trying to get in the studio, you know, I just, I just I can't wait any longer. I must use it this time as a constructive way. So I decided to record them alone at home in a, an acoustic fashion. But that turned out maybe to be the benefit of the album as a whole because it gave a little more depth, a little more instrumental variation you know bigger kind of dynamic range compared to some of the other songs and i think it rounded off the album in a satisfying way so curiously i think it ended up for the better having to do that slightly uncomfortable process but some of the other guys sent in their contributions as audio files and um i could integrate those into the mix so they're not just me alone in uh, you know there's usually one or two other band members on those acoustic tracks yeah I think, like you say, it does benefit the album. You can feel lots of dynamics and lots of different shades of toll coming in throughout the throughout the record. Some heavy stuff, some softer stuff. Um, mm. I know one of the things you told us you love most about music is is touring. Um, with a little luck and fair wind, hopefully we can get this album out on on tour. Well, we did twenty shows towards the end of last year, and um, we were old hands at the ever changing realities of you know COVID testing and entry documentation and. You know, vaccination certificates and all the rest of it. And life is very difficult and very tedious and quite stressful in regard to travel and touring, uh, as many holiday makers will testify. But for us, it's a job of work and it really makes things a whole lot more complicated and unpleasant. But, you know, we've been doing it and, um, and I am doing it yet again right now in preparation for an Italian tour that is... Uh, due to take place in the early in February, uh, we have already had to postpone again for the fourth, uh, third time. We postponed uh, Finland, which was supposed to have been a couple of weeks ago, and Sweden, which is supposed to be next week. Um, unfortunately, due to the local COVID situation and government rules and regulations, they've had to be postponed. You know, to uh, so when people see us play in Finland, it will have been the fourth time that the um, hope to see the band. They bought their tickets back in 2019 and we still haven't showed up for work. So it's quite, <laughs> you know, it's a bit distressing, really. You feel yeah, you're letting yeah. people down and hanging on to, well, I'm not hanging on to their money, but obviously the promoters, uh, venues who they've paid the money to are not particularly wanting to hand it back. They would rather reschedule the concerts even when they can. 
So that, I'm afraid, may may continue to happen during the earlier months of this year, but I'm pretty optimistic that some of it will go ahead and then from probably May onwards, I'm, I'd be very disappointed if they don't all go ahead, um, simply because I think by then in most of Western Europe, COVID, at least as long as Omicron doesn't uh, um, have a nasty cousin waiting in the wings, um, then... Uh, you know, we might be fairly optimistic that things will go ahead. Um, but right at the moment, I mean, yesterday, Italy had its highest in daily infection rate ever since the beginning of the pandemic and by, by a huge margin. And I'm supposed to be there in two weeks' time. Yeah. So it's, it's a little scary, you know, what's um, facing us right at the moment. Uh, we, we just can't be sure. But all we can do is try and be optimistic and put up with the the extra hassle. Um <laughs> Involved. And of course, all of it compounded by the fact that so many people are off sick, that airlines are cancelling flights and venues are closing down because they don't have the staff to open the door or clean the toilets. So it's, you know, so many complications. But, you know, we've got to be optimistic and hopeful and keep plugging away at it. Absolutely. In true biblical fashion, um, after the fast comes the feast, right? We can enjoy mm. it all the more when we get there. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think by the time things actually happen, you're too preoccupied with trying to remember the words and and, and the, what notes to play to actually enjoy it. It's to, it becomes a you know you kind of have to. It's only afterwards you think, oh, that was that was good fun. I'd forgotten what it was like. Ian, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck with the tour, and I hope it does all go ahead as as planned. I'm loving the album. Can't wait to to share more of it on the radio, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Brilliant. Very nice to talk to you and take care and your your listeners too. Stay safe. See you soon. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed the interview, then please share it. Uh, If you didn't enjoy it, then share it anyway. (laughs) For more guest interviews like this or to get the next one delivered directly to your device, subscribe to the Now You're Talking podcast. You'll find it wherever you get your podcasts from. And the whole thing has become a huge library featuring well over 150 guest interviews from music, film, comedy icons to community heroes local legends stars of the future and just about everybody in between a treasure trove of life's stories from all sorts of incredible people so for more interviews podcasts videos poems and books everything i do is available at stuartpink.com <laughs>